Jan. Yeah. Isn't everyone looking for a sparkling clean bathroom without the hassle, a.k.a. the endless scrubbing? I know you're sick of scrubbing. (laughs) Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner is here to revolutionize your cleaning time. Just spray today, rinse tomorrow, and voila! You speak French! And you enjoy a sparkling clean shower and tub without any scrubbing. That's right. Zero. Zilch. Also German. Scrubbing. And it works on shower, glass fixtures, tiles, and more. And if you don't believe me, check out the 33,000 five-star reviews and save time for the things you love. Join the ranks of satisfied users who enjoy more me time and less clean time with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. It's the perfect choice for anyone wanting to simplify their cleaning routine. Don't miss out on the chance to transform your bathroom cleaning with just one application a week. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and join the thousands who've already made the switch to an effortless clean. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I definitely instigated it. I honestly did. I you was, did. I was the one that initiated the relationship and I was the one that initiated the fact that I wanted more and I wanted to marry this guy. I was really into it. You, you know? proposed and I, and to I him. Said it. You proposed to but him. Basically, yeah. Somebody got to cue me or do I cue myself? Cue yourself. Okay. Why don't you say, why don't no. you welcome us? Jan, no. Jan, no. you should welcome no. us. No, you start. Right, fine, forget <laughs> it. Then I'll welcome us. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Off Camera. Jan refused to welcome us. Let's get talking, everybody. <laughs> Jan, Jan, Jan. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Tell me about the transition going on in your family. And no, I don't mean menopause. (laughs) That's going on too. (laughs) I don't mean that. Tell me what's going on in your life. Well, I think what you're talking about is that my older son, Luke, is a sophomore in college and he's transferring. Everybody wants to present this perfect picture. My son's like so happy at school. He's so happy. They're all lying. Everybody's like, everything's great. Liars. And then only when you start talking about your own experiences do people say, well, this happened to me, whatever it is. So yeah, he was not enjoying the uh, second half of his freshman year as much as he enjoyed the first half. And he went back this year thinking, I'm going to give it another college try. Um, and it just like, you know what? He was just thinking that this is not the place for me. There's not a lot going on there if you're not in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to do the fraternity thing. Mm-hmm. And so he really started looking at other schools and we applied to none other than the University of Michigan. Go blue, go, go blue. blue. And we just found out that he got in. And he will be starting January 10th, like right away. Right away. Blue. Right away. So we found him housing and everything. Uh, Let me tell you a story that you and I are going to be going to Michigan (laughs) frequently and always. I'm going to, I can't wait to take you places. If I wasn't in your life enough, here I go. (laughs) I know, but I know you're going to be so sick of me. 
I you gotta take her to the White Lotus. I'm gonna take you to White Lotus. <laughs> I'm going to take you, I'm gonna take you to this place called the Borough. Um, obviously we have to go to the big house, but we're gonna go um to watch the ice hockey, which is so exciting. We're gonna go to girls' field hockey, which is so exciting. <laughs> Gymnastics, which wrestling. is spellbinding, <laughs> and lots and lots of wrestling. Yeah, lot more wrestling than you can stand. I'm excited for it all. I think it's gonna be awesome. I love He's it. gonna love it. It's and such a fabulous place. It's amazing. It's a it's a hard school to get into. It's and it's yeah, it's huge accomplishment. I thank huge. you. I'm and really I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for him to like. Have, you know, a second chapter of his whole college experience. Like, let him love school. Ann Arbor is a special place, too, because you can have a full life while going to school there. I think that's what is so special. It is a place where they want their students to have a life and be a a member of the student body, but also have a life. So there's a lot of activity there that's not like school. I mean, trust me. The entire town comes out for all. It's like Friday Night Lights, but it's Ugh. I call it Monday through Friday Night Lights. Like every <laughs> night is a different event. Right. But there's a lot of off-campus stuff that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he was a city kid. He grew up in the city. And so – and this happened to me because I grew up in the city. I went to Lehigh University. And I got there and I'm like – what's going on here? There's nothing to do besides just going to a fraternity party or a sorority party, which finally I just did that. But it was like, there was nothing, there was no culture there. There was nothing to do. There was no city to go to. And when we went to look at Syracuse, we went to downtown Syracuse for dinner and we thought that that's what the life was, but none of the students go there. Right. So he kind of got into the same feeling I did where he felt like there was just nothing to do with this place, no culture for him. And that's why he decided to leave. Ann Arbor's beautiful. Oh, it's so special. You're going to Speaking of it. training. Yes. <laughs> Albert's trying How's to train new his one? new puppy. Oh How's the new Wait, have you ever used CBD on your dog? Because I'm telling Albert, maybe he needs CBD. It's not the dog. It's the couple. <laughs> it's the couple. <laughs> That's what Kyle just said. <laughs> the neurotic couple who will turn every dog neurotic. No, 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 no. This dog is very different than Rufus. And he's has anxiety issues when he's left alone. Oh, sounds like Rufus. Most puppies do. No, sounds like Rufus. No, most puppies have Here's where I think you guys messed up, by putting the crate that he sleeps in in your bedroom. Because you're supposed to, no. You start there, then you back it out of the bedroom. No, you put it somewhere else, so that's all they know is to not be They told us we just have to back the crate away from the bedroom. So the dog's pooping himself every time they leave. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like Rufus. (laughs) Well, Rufus, they just took Rufus everywhere. So Rufus well, held everyone a, It'll hostage. be a, he's, he's very, you're, you'll see like, I've noticed a huge difference already in like, since we got him till now, but he's got more to go. He's got more we, to go. We went to an engagement party Friday night. Oh, yes. And the talk, the talk of the engagement party was, have you met Albert and Kyle's baby? No, I mean, <laughs> two really people, the, Greg and Robbie, who no, else? Everybody was like, have you met the baby? <laughs> have you met the baby? It's like a Seinfeld episode. Have you met the newborn? The baby, the baby. you're going to love the baby. He's very I cute. I know, I can't He's believe I haven't cute. met him yet. He's very cute. But but can I just go back? I mean, that is, a, no, because I really want to, like, that is a huge accomplishment for me. <laughs> I'm serious. His bad parents. Yeah, he was like, I'm speaking of good parents. No, but I want you to like that it's a big deal. And he's going to, it's going to be a radical shift for him. He's going to, he's going to love it, Jim. He's going to love it. 
Thank you. I think he will too. I'll update you and let I you know, know how so he does. Happy. Okay, great. We'll, we'll do. And on good news, I think Rita's ready for Oh us. my gosh. Well, guys, <laughs> if you're just joining us now, Rita Ora, global phenom Rita Ora, is going to be joining the podcast. This is a big one. And cool she's status. on now. She's on now. Hello. Hi, gorgeous. Hi, honey. Okay, wait. How are you? I'm just, I want to paint the picture for our audience at home because, you know, we're off camera. So nobody can see you, but body is smoking. Oh. Uh, blonde, sun kissed ringlets, hair hanging long, chic. Thank you. Um, what kind of sunglasses are those? Are those like blue blocker? I'm wearing yellow tinted yeah. glasses because I woke up today with a crazy eyelid allergy and I've got no idea what it is. My eyelids are so swollen. Okay. It's like I can't even blink. So I have decided to put these on to make me feel better. What you need is to um, get two hot compresses and you need to soak your eyes for 15 minutes at a time. If you can do it three times a day, that would be great. Now, here's what I'm going to tell Thank you. Thank you, Mama. You're, You're the welcome. best. You're Go the on. welcome. I'm so also get, do you know Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo or? Yeah. Yeah. So get that baby shampoo. And when you shower or when you wash your face at night, wash your eyes with the baby shampoo. Okay. It gets rid of impurities. It breaks up the sebum around your eyelids and all of the tear ducts around your eyes. And it keeps it nice and from, it's, it prevents all of that shit. Thank you. Can you just like be my... Yes, I'll be I'll travel be your mom. Yes, I'm your travel mom. I am your travel mom. Thank you. Okay, so are you where are you right now? Are you in LA? Are you in London? Are you in New York? I am in LA. We are leaving tomorrow to go to New York. Oh. Um I think for yes. a couple things. I think your husband is doing my talk show. <sighs> I know. I told him to make sure he doesn't say anything out of line because I'll kill him because I love <laughs> you so much. Well, so we will treat him the way he deserves with the reverence and the humor that he, because we are with big fans. With a big slap across the face. No. Yes. <laughs> I big slap. Um, so, okay. So that's exciting. Um, I want to congratulate you on uh, you and I. And oh, thank I you. mean, so thank phenomenal. You. First studio album in four years. Yeah. And also the first time I made an album where I just redid my deal and own all my publishing and masters. And it was just a really big milestone for me as a musician. And it, I knew it was kind of like, a, okay, I have to really prove it now, but it was just such a great feeling. You know what I mean? To just do that on my own terms and own all my things and my rights. And I know Taylor Swift has been doing this and has been an advocate for this for so many years, but it's just so important to try and get that if you can. And so, yeah, this album was a big deal for me. It's a huge deal. And it's so true. It's uh, the number one thing, you know, my daughter went to college for music and the number one thing they taught them was the importance of owning your music. That is like, it's yeah. drilled into them. Like you need to own your library. It's the only yeah. path forward, especially for women. Especially for women, but also for, I guess, trying to change the infrastructure of the music industry to what it was to now what it should be in this modern time mm -hmm. and how you have the ability to do things like your show, like, I don't know, other things and streaming services where you don't actually need as much as you thought 
you do and as much as you did before mm-hmm. because you did you know well there's a reason also why you know it's it, they they don't tell you this up front i think the music labels really want to keep it under wraps that so many there are so many people that were on the teat for so long that really mm-hmm. had no job justification besides just being on the teat yes Yes. Have you put out an album before? No, but I like to listen to albums. (laughs) You should. (laughs) But I do think that it's important and just know the, you know, the position that you're in and just kind of get your options. It's always knowledge. It's all about knowledge. You know, it's just about asking questions, not feeling like you sound stupid and just getting as much knowledge as you can so you can kind of like live the best life for you. So, yeah, it took me about 10 years to do that, but we finally got there. So, yeah, you and I was, again, as well, personally, it was just such a, lovely heartfelt record to be able to write a song about my now husband and it turned into an album and it became this just real personal record. Tell me about that. Like it's got to be such an aphrodisiac and ego boost. Not that Taika needs an ego boost. I'm not saying that, but when your wife who is a global iconic singer songwriter and one of the, one of the hottest women on the planet, writes a song about your love. Like that's got to feel so good. Oh, it was, it's honestly the best feeling. And I know that I've made love songs in the past and Mm -hmm. I've done songs that have obviously got love in them, but I don't know, this just was so different. It was just so different because it was actually in the moment that I was living and breathing that emotion. Mm -hmm. So it was like, wow, I felt like I was vomiting out all these feelings that, were actually happening as I was living it. And, you know, usually with my all my other projects, it was like metaphorically speaking or kind of like what I wish could happen to me. And so mm. it was cool to do something in the present moment. I think a lot of uh, relationship songs are about the devastation and the aftermath of a relationship. And this which is, is also, we love. Which, which is, I know. we love, but this is so, <laughs> it's so nice to have a song about, Love yeah, and falling in love and being together and what and what yeah. that is like, you know, from a as, real as, authentic perspective. Yeah. And especially as much as we love hearing heartbreak and it's done wonders for us over the years, I think just as much we want to hear hope and love and dreams mm-hmm. and things that I can, I, I feel like people kind of always want in their lives, even if they don't have it, it makes them feel warm inside. Tell me about the song Notting Hill. I've got to tell you a funny story. I was, my daughter's just moved to London and we were looking at flats and we were looking in Notting Hill. And every time I texted uh, the phrase Notting Hill to Mark, it would change it to Nothing Hill. So we now call it Nothing Hill. But um, tell me, tell me about that song because my daughter loves Notting Hill so much. She loves to go shopping there. She goes to cafes there. That's where she meets all of her girlfriends. But she gave me the movie Notting Hill tour of Notting Hill, <laughs> which to me- She's is, the best. She really is the best. Notting Hill is a very iconic area in the, in London for anyone listening. It is just full of romance, energy, markets. It's like flea markets, stores, all these different types of foods, ethnicities, cultures, music, fashion. It's crazy. It has everything you want in like sort of one place. And it's, it's, I grew up in that area in West London, right? And it was always not what it used to be. Notting Hill now, I think, is really fancy. It never really used to be like that. Mm-hmm. Everything's a bit more expensive. Um, but it has this 
history, you know, and again, the film with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, we all love that film. Um, and so it became this tourist attraction. But when I was growing up, it was like two pound shots. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. one pound 50 for a shot, which is like, I don't know, 50 cents yeah. for a dollar or something. And um, there was this crazy place under the supermarket, which like smell of fish and you would go downstairs and you'd party. And it was called Tesco Disco, which is like the name of the supermarket. It's like a, like underneath the fish freezer of Trader Joe's was the bar. Amazing. It was smelly. Incredible. It was so fun. And it was just, that's the life. You know, you walk mm-hmm. up and down that road and you know everyone. And it's like your, your neighborhood. Um, and so Notting Hill was, again, something I wanted to pay homage to because it made me, you know, that's where I had my first job selling sneakers. That's where I did my first busking gig. There's loads of buskers on that street. And it just was the first time I had, you know, people throw either flowers at me or be like shut the hell up because I was like singing at 7 a.m and the market stalls were just opening and everyone's like super sleepy and yeah the energy was just so alive and so again the album being about love it was also like my love for my neighborhood yeah I get it I mean I I my daughter took me to all the different uh vintage shops that she likes to go to and I love her if she ever needs anything. Oh yeah. Let I'll, me know. Yeah, I'll connect you. But I remember visiting Notting Hill uh with Lola the way I used to visit Soho in New York City back when I lived in my tiny little studio apartment on the Upper West Side. Cute. Like I would go downtown and I would shop all the flea markets and get all Aww. my get all my clothes and all my stuff. And that's like the same in enthusiasm she has with London. And yeah. I... I guess you never forget those things, you know? Yeah, they're like in you. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to go back to falling in love with Taika. And who yeah. wouldn't fall in love with Taika? I mean, the two oh, you of know, you make perfect sense to me. You are the perfect couple. Oh, I think people sometimes initially are kind of like, how have these worlds collided? But we were friends for a very long time. And, you know, with what I do and being in music and sort of traveling the world, everything is really intense, you Mm -hmm. know, fast paced. It's really hard to feel appreciated in a relationship when you kind of go out with someone that 90% of their time is spent working, you know, and you work so hard and you've decided to have this amazing family and you have such a great, great, inspiring story that it's, again, not impossible. You know, you prove that. And I think... For me, I felt like at this point in my life, (laughs) it's funny because somebody said to me, you know, sometimes they've always been in front of you the whole time. Yeah. And we were friends for a long time. And I never once looked at him like that. We were like just friends and we'd have so much fun together. He's so fun. He's like a big kid and works super hard, but has this like kid spirit. You'll see when he comes on the show. And um, I don't know. I guess it was just that was it. That was our relationship. And then obviously in Australia at the time during the pandemic, you know, it was hard to sort of get into Australia. It was all locked off and we were very lucky that we were able to work out there. So he was there and I was there, but there was not a lot of people there. And we hung out a lot because we were each other's friends. And eventually the timing was perfect. And and that was when we decided to 
ruin it all. Okay, t- take it. Okay, basically. <laughs> so, so okay. So the time. Okay, so the timing's perfect. So, who made the first move? Like, give me the what happened. Tiger's a great cook. He's like good at the barbecue. He loves okay. me. He makes it all work. He's just so good at like creating a good vibe. He's from New Zealand. It's He's a man. He's a real man's yeah. man. Yeah, right. He like puts it on the fire and da da da. Um, and so when I got out and we went out in Australia, he invited me over to the barbecue and it was all very friendly. You know, there was a lot of friends around, didn't expect anything from it. And, you know, and I've never told anyone this story, but you know, it's public knowledge. I've, I froze my eggs. Right. And I've uh-huh. done it a couple of times and, you know, that's not what I haven't told people, but it, I just finished sort of that cycle before I went to Australia. So if that happens to you and as a woman, you know, you start, you feel super kind of like, just not hot, you know, you feel kind of bloated, you feel gross. Um, and so I was not feeling good, you know, I just kind of was like, let's go and hang out. And I just wasn't into my like sparky, flirty thing. And I'm hungry and I'm tired and I feel gross. And anyway, we get there and he again does what he always does and makes everything super fun and light and laughing. And, um, it got, late and you know the barbecue is supposed to end when the sun goes down and it just didn't and a lot of us kind of carried on hanging out and again we do what we always do we talk and talk and talk but this time it felt like felt different it felt like this was the mo- this was it and then you know we just made out and that was it and when you made out with him were you like this is my person this is my guy yeah, because I already knew so much about him. I knew everything about him, you know, as friends. And I mean, all the work was kind of done, mm-hmm. you know. And so then I left because I had to wake up very early the next day. I was doing the voice over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just kept it going. Then we did dinners. And after about a week, I was like, you're my boyfriend. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then after about three weeks, I was like, you're my fiance. And then after about like, no, I'm kidding. I was crazy, but I definitely instigated it. I honestly did. I you was, did? Yeah, I did. And I, I was the one that initiated the relationship. And I was the one that initiated the fact that I wanted more and I wanted to marry this guy. I was really into it. You, you know? proposed and I, and to I him. It. You proposed to but him? Basically, yeah. And what it, so you didn't get down on your knee. You just. But it was also like very, I knew it was going to go well because all the signs were leading to that. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't just sort of like me pushing him into a corner and not giving him a choice. It was more like I felt like this, we were both on the same page. And for Taika and I, it was always kind of transparent from the get-go. Like we never would sugarcoat anything. And that's probably why we're such good friends. And, you know, I think that that's important. It's really important to kind of marry your best friend. And that's where I'm at. Agreed. So it feels great. And when you know, you know, I, I feel like. And I never believed it. It's crazy. And everyone used to say that to me. I used to be like, oh, just shut up. Okay. That is not true. And then it did happen to me. So, you know, you've been married for a year and a half. Now, Mark and I will tell you that first year of marriage was a huge adjustment. Did you find that? I know what I'm buying my mom friends for Mother's Day. Fiori joggers. Jan is obsessed. My stylist, Audrey, is obsessed. 
So I know they're a sure hit. And if any one of my family or friends are listening to this podcast, hint, hint, these would be a great gift for me. They're designed with their dream knit stretch fabric, which I love because they're so ridiculously comfortable, but yet look so good. By the way, they're not just for women. I'm ordering them right now for Mark because Father's Day is right around the corner. No matter how you stay active, running, swimming, yoga, or just running weekend errands, Viore is for you. Viore is offering Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripper listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash off camera. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash off camera. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash off camera and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Melojo, my production company, is such a small business. So when we hire someone, it makes a huge impact. And Albert, I know you wear so many hats over there, you might not have the time or the resources to hire, but LinkedIn changes all of that. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. So Albert, the next time we're hiring, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. We got Roz, so we know it works. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash off camera. That's linkedin.com slash off camera to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. I just ordered some super cute beach cover-ups and cotton sweaters for our upcoming vacation and Roz is currently sporting their maternity leggings. Roz, <laughs> what's your review? How many stars? Five stars. Five stars. You're wearing them right now? I'm, wearing, I'm literally wearing them they're right now. They're adorable. And they're snug in all the right places. You know what You know what angers me is that Quince wasn't around when I was pregnant. Okay? We just had coveralls in every size. That's it. Coveralls. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash off camera for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash off camera to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash off camera. Mark and I will tell you that first year of marriage was a huge adjustment. Did you find that? I don't think that's unusual. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just very common. Again, I said this recently, actually, in an interview. It's like it was a big deal for me, you know, to make that decision. But it felt super empowering to make such a massive life-changing decision, and I made it myself. But yes, the dynamic after that, it's very important to establish. You know, I think everything is well with 
you know, if, especially if there's kids involved and understanding how that world works and mm-hmm. me still kind of feeling, you know, I'm 32 and I, I feel like I've still got so much I want to do with my life and my work. And um, I just wanted to be the best at everything. Um, maybe that's kind of like my hard work ethic coming in and mm-hmm. how I grew up, but I wanted to be the best stepmom that's ever touched the face of the earth. And so it was a real incredible learning experience kind of understanding that world you know and Mm -hmm. and now I just love it more than ever I understand it to a certain degree because I you know I I like to just be a best friend and I'm kind of like so fun and I'm it's almost like you can do what you want and then when it gets really tough you can like just kind of give them back (laughs) 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 do you do you Um, and Taika talk about unfreezing the eggs um we haven't actually spoken about that yet but I definitely feel like it's something I, I, I am going to consider, especially because I've already kind of put my body through it. But I do think I did it early and I, I, a lot of people thought that was surprising. I did it in my early 20s and then I did it again in my late 20s. Smart. That's when your eggs are the freshest. Yeah. And I think for some people, when I first said that, they were like, why? What the hell? But I had a really great doctor that was really sort of smart. And if I if I need to, it's lovely to know that they're there. Yeah. You know? But that's, again, another time when the time is right. It goes to show that there's a reason you're so successful because you are so thoughtful in everything that you do. You are playing the long game. And I like people that play the long game. We in this room, everybody in this room, everybody in my son's former bedroom. (laughs) um, I know, I love. This is my son's (laughs) former bedroom. But um, everybody in this room that you can't see, we are all long game players and it's there's something stabilizing about that. Yeah, it's definitely challenging because if there is a result that you wanted different and you haven't had it, you have to kind of wait and think, okay, this is the long game. Let's just kind of calm down and not just give up. And it's definitely challenging sometimes for me. But again, it's about wanting to establish a, a different phase every single time in my life and in my career. It's like, all these incredible moments, it just makes, it's a chapter in a book. And so it's just something, again, I've wanted for so long, especially as just a girl that's grown up with not so much, you know, and having the ability to now support my family and now it's expanding. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I might do what Jared Leto did and just climb the Empire State Building. Do it. You can do it on the inside, though. You don't have to do it on the outside. (laughs) There's ways... Uh, you know, if you do it on the inside of the building, they actually give you this nice metal. Yeah, you did it. They did. I have one. It's really nice. It's a nice metal. <laughs> do you have metal. to climb yeah. the escalator? No, you climb the staircase inside. It's really kind of brutal. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Cute. It's a lot of fun, but it's uh, I, the outside sounds dangerous to me. I, 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 I really, yeah, uh, yeah. I know. Me too. It was insane, but I do think that. In life, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to sort of have a, I really believe in like the five-year plan. You know, I believe in that way of working. Smart. Um, where does yeah. that drive come from in you? I think that some people are just born with it. Some people learn it from watching their parents. Some people um, develop it over, you know, failures and learning from their failures. Where is your drive? I mean, I know it's an obvious answer, but it definitely did start with my parents. You know, they, as immigrant parents, when they moved to the UK, they really had to kind of like find their feet, learn the language, get jobs and like seeing that drive and lack of sleep, like it makes you kind of really appreciate 
you know, your 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 parents and growing up. And I didn't think that there was any other way of working because mm-hmm. that was all I saw. And so then when I did my music and I started getting into my first sort of deal and understanding that power dynamic, I realized like, okay, cool, I'm going to have to really fight for myself here. And then as I got bigger and then as I expanded and I started to do film and TV and fashion, everybody would think, oh gosh, how are you doing all of that? Because it kind of devalues one aspect of your business. And then that, de- but I think for me, that was the challenge. That was like the goal that I wanted to break. And as somebody who has a lot more to do, I think it's about kind of constantly feeling like you're that imposter in the room mm-hmm, <laughs> and then thinking you have to like continue to prove yourself. And that is sort of why my drive is still how it is, because I constantly feel like I'm not supposed to be in there. In that room, I, I can speak about this. Um, my husband is also an immigrant. Um, yeah, when you tell your immigrant parents that you want to go into the performing arts, <laughs> do they take it as a personal affront? Are they devastated? <laughs> do they want you to be a doctor or a lawyer? Yeah, it is. It's like it's like that safety net. You know, they just didn't feel safe and they want their kids to feel safe. So mm-hmm. I think it's an understandable ask. But yeah, when you're sort of like that one rebel in the family, which is me, you know, all my other siblings have degrees and things. I, You have to now like really own that personality. You know what I mean? You have to be like, okay, yeah, well, now I really have to be a rebel. I'm going to really like rub it in. But they weren't extremely ecstatic, but they gave me like a window. They gave me like a two to three year window. Mm-hmm. And then they said, you just have to promise to go back to school if it doesn't work out. And that's what we agreed on. And just thank goodness, touch wood, it all did. And then now here we are. They're very happy. Oh, of course. <laughs> my gosh. And do you have do you have nieces and nephews? No, not really. Not through my, my first degree family, uh-huh. my first family. Uh-huh. But I have them with cousins and I've got lots and lots of big family members. Yeah, I would yes, think that that would be a us. very cool thing to have like Auntie Rita coming over. And I just think it would be a very yeah. cool thing for your family. Yeah, it's amazing for my family, for my stepkids. It's like I bring them everything that's sparkly and shiny. Uh-huh. And so it just really is amazing. I'm really blessed to be able to do these things, you know, and I never take it for granted, but I just um, I just never want it to stop. You know, I love working. Who were your music influences? Who did you really draw from, would you say? It was crazy because I went to a musical theater school, so everyone was like super strong vocally, and it was all like high soprano, incredibly sort of like musical theater type of tones. And I have a really different voice. You know, I've got a very husky sort of smoky voice, and so I never felt like I fitted in. Um, and I never really got like the main roles in the in the theater plays and all of that because they were all very musical theater and I would turn everything into like a pop R&B song. So <laughs> they were like, mm, stick to the choir. Off you go in, in the alto section. Um, but I, I loved women that had all these different ventures, you know, like Madonna and Tina Turner and hearing them and then seeing them in films. I was very like, whoa. This is so cool. And so I grew up wanting to achieve that sense of success and just connection. Like I really felt connected to these women. Mm -hmm. Like I never met them, but I kind of understood them. And that's what I was super fascinated by. So, yeah, I think that was what started my like 
all different faces and aspects of my brand, you know, my 360 dream of just being able to do more than one thing. Did you get to meet Tina Turner before she passed away? No. Oh, that's no. so devastating. But my dream, I had lots of dreams about her because I thought we were connected, right? Because we have the same birthday. Can you believe that? <gasps> no kidding. 26th of November. I'm 1990. But, you know, I think that that was crazy. So I, again, felt like you're connected, super connected yeah, to her. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I was very sad when when uh, she passed away, but oh. she was a big idol of mine. She was she was on the talk show a couple of times, and both times it was like, I, I don't know if I actually made any sense when I spoke <laughs> to her because you're trying to explain to her how much she means to you, and what's coming <sighs> out is gobbledygook. Yeah, but I'm going to YouTube it afterwards. I'm definitely going to yeah, look it up. She's so, but she's so used to people. Like there are certain people, and I consider you one of these people. You're so used to people being so starstruck around you that you know how to disarm people and make it all very oh, normal, you. which is a very nice and rare skill. And oh, it, thank you, you know, Kim, it's a, it's a level of star power. You know, this industry is so tough, you know, watching Madonna. I'm reading her biography right now. Um, I, I watched the Tina Turner documentary. It's such a brutal industry. And and I'm assuming very little has changed. Was there ever a time that you said, you know what, F this, I want to quit. I got to get out of this. I got to find something else to do. 100%. And I feel like anybody that says no is lying because there comes a point where you are so overstretched because you want something so bad. It feels like, is it worth it? And I ask myself that all the time. And that's when I say, yes, it is, because I don't want to give up on myself and I don't give up on my dreams. And it's such a generic quote, but I say that to myself every single day because I saw what my parents went through, you know, and I saw what I don't want to go through. And I think that Tina's story actually is what keeps me going. The fact that she got really, really big in her forties was like, that's insane, you know, mm -hmm. and it's real, real determination of not giving up. Like that is, is insane determination. And that's kind of what makes me think, okay, you know what, then maybe my, the, the dreams that I want or whatever I'm trying to achieve at that point, it's like, maybe it will happen next year. Tina did it at 40. Let's just wait it out. Let's see what happens then. So it's, again, the long game, which we mentioned earlier. I also think that you are right on track. I mean, you've got this new album. You own your masters. You're an actor. You are a, a host. You're a judge on how many shows? Is it uh, The Voice? The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. And the voice. Yes. Um, you know, you really have a hefty career. Um, and so I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how much more? But, you know, I'm looking, you could, you could totally, you and Taika could do a film together. You could win an Academy Award. Like, do you ever yeah. think about that? Wow. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Well, I, is, yeah. I, because can I. Can you just give me this thing every single day? Because yes. now I want to get out of this interview and just like jump with my cape and just fly across sunset. I think it's a great idea. I think, no. you know, you're going to, because one day and God forbid, don't let me be the person doing this. But God forbid, <laughs> if I'm doing a podcast, you know, 25, 30 years from now, and I'm talking to, who knows, person A, person A, 
who's your biggest musical influence? Well, Rita Ora, you know, she oh. has the Academy Award. She has the Grammys. She's an EGOT winner. You know, all of that, like all of that. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's not impossible. It's almost like that belief in yourself and and being able to know that that's possible is actually kind of enough, you mm-hmm. know? And I think I think with Taika and I now, having somebody that also has his own thing going on and is super driven and really in demand, like it makes you think, wow, then we should collide because our worlds feel like they could multiply if we put them together. And yeah. um, it could be something very possible coming sooner than you think. Oh, so. oh, I hope so. Because I feel like you're, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you're each other's muses, you know. And yeah, we are, but it's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. But yes, you do have a, a, a thing for reading the future. So yeah, let's just leave it I like there. it. Have you ever <laughs> done your birth chart? Uh, yeah, I have. I actually have my birthday where I was born tattooed on me. Oh, incredible. Who did that? Is that Dr. Wu? Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. You can always tell his tattoos. It's very light. I'm sorry, because I know people listening can't see it, but it basically looks like a massive chart, like a maths chart. And it's, um, it's pretty fun. Not that I know it off by heart. I need to check it back up again, but I think my rising is Scorpio. I believe uh, it's def. It's got to be Scorpio. Yeah, because I, I I think that's what it is, and I'm a Sag, and Tiger's a Leo. Um, you very are fiery. You're perfect for each <laughs> other. Oh my god! It's two crazy people that just like shout at each other and don't listen to each other. We just want to talk about ourselves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I be- don't you believe in all of that stuff? There's a book. There is a book called Sextrology. Look, I know you know that I know that you know how busy we all get. Ollie can help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four years and up. And the new Ollie Brainy Chews support healthy brain function with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Albert, I know you're too busy to be frizzy. So grab Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I'm loving it because it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching my bone dry hair with intense hydration. And during the summer, that's something we could all use. You'll also be way obsessed with Way's bestsellers like I am. My new favorite is their scalp and body scrub. It's a blend of sugar and coconut oil that cleanses, exfoliates, and moisturizes all at once on your scalp and your skin. I'm also really into their Wave Spray for this summer. It's a weightless, salt-free mist that gives you that just out of the ocean and my hair dried perfectly look. You know, like that look that is so unattainable. (laughs) It doesn't make my hair crunchy at all. And it's super easy to use. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code off camera for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com promo code off camera. There is a book called Sextrology. 
And if it's still in print, you should pick up a copy. If not, I will send you my old dog-eared copy. Great. Anyway, it's a very it's a very interesting read, and it's about yeah. your birth sign and what time you were born and all of that, and taikas and how they collaborate, what attracts the other to the other, what your sexual chemistry is. It's a very interesting read. Oh, yeah. I would read that right now. That sounds fun. It's such a specific belief. You know, there's some people that just don't care for it. And then some people are super obsessed by it. (laughs) My husband doesn't believe in it. And then I read him him and I read him me and he couldn't believe it. He actually. Oh my god! He said, "Oh my god, that's I love us. you guys." Yeah, it's it's. You guys are so amazing. <laughs> you do that. You both collide your incredible yeah, lives together a we lot, do. and it's so so inspiring to see. We do. We do it a lot. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we just had Sharon Stone on this podcast, and she was love her. She's incredible, and she plays your mom in a music video. And here's my question: Why? why, Rita, did you not cast me to play your mom in the music video? <laughs> because I first of all know that you'd be like, how dare you? <laughs> Never. First of all. Never. And, uh, and no, it's because for me, it was such a last minute idea. And, and I think that with Sharon, it's like, who wouldn't want Sharon Stone as their mom? Oh like, my God. Hello? Yeah. Um, not that I wouldn't want you as my mom because you just helped me with I my I am your mom. Today. I'm basically your, I'm your real mom. She's just your TV mom. Yes, she's your video mom. But I didn't think she was going to say yes. I literally asked her, and I was like, "Would you?" And then she immediately was like, "Of course." And then Uh, I was like, "Do do people ask you to do things?" She was like, "No, I think people are just genuinely—they just think I'm going to say no." And it's crazy. Sometimes when you ask, like, you never know what's going to happen. And it was cool. She just showed up, super calm, just like no one, like one hair burst person, and. She was just the best. Yeah, it's. I think. Uh, I think it, because she's such an iconic movie star and she's so beautiful that people are intimidated by her, and and so like they just assume that she will say no. It, it's the same with her, like being asked out on dates. You know, because I I was asking her, who are you dating? And she said, nobody, no, nobody, because I think men are afraid to ask. She definitely isn't out of this world mm-hmm. character in the sense of like everything she's achieved and how sexy she is. So it's Albert just reminded me. I asked her to marry my son. Um, <laughs> I said I could set you up with my son. I'm and, done. And she does have a cutoff. Nobody under the age <laughs> oh, of forty-five. Right. So that was so her. You cutoff. wanted to introduce this is but my I daughter-in-law. Thought, Sharon. I, I did. I wanted to introduce her as my daughter-in-law. I thought that would be fun <laughs> at Thanksgiving. That's so fun. Right? Could you imagine? Yes. Are you kidding? I can't imagine. And then she'll like, that is amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, we can always just sort of like dream, but I, I think that's so funny. So, Only you could ask those questions. So your mom is a therapist. When you cast Sharon Stone <laughs> to play your mom, what did your mom, the therapist, have to say about that? <laughs> My mom was like, how dare you make <laughs> my dream come true and can Sharon be my mom and I was like mom there's only one space for this okay and yes of course she can be both of our moms no she was over the moon she just thought it was the coolest thing ever so you live in Primrose Hill and I was just told by the actor Brian Cox that that is the place to live tell me about Primrose Hill because I only know about Notting Hill slash Nothing Hill (laughs) <laughs> Nothing Hill is the the 
favorite place for mm-hmm. me because it's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I never really, let's just be clear, Primrose Hill is definitely a fancy place in London. Is it? But it's not, yeah, it's really kind of dreamy. It's like its own little village, you know, and it's not for where you first start your career, you know, but it was a place where I was very lucky to be able to move to and um it's everyone knows each other. It's all yummy mummies. And then you like kind of walk around and everyone's like drinking and holding coffees. And I think that it's the best dream like scenario to think of what you want UK and London to be like, mm-hmm. like the leaves falling and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the TV setup would be Primrose Hill. Um, you know, I see a lot of people there, like, it's just like one park, right? So yeah. you kind of see everyone. You're just like, hey, hey. <laughs> if if Primrose Hill were in New York City, where would it be? Would it be the West Village? Would it be Gramercy Park? Would it be the Upper East Side? I think it'd be Tribeca slash West Village. But it's not as cool as Tribeca, you know? It's like the people are very more family-based over there. Yeah. Got I feel it. like Tribeca still got like real fun, like hippie people walking around. No, but it's, it's actually a lot of families moving there. Oh, great. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. Okay, um, got it. But yeah, that's what it's like. Um, will you do some rapid fire questions with us? For you, I will do anything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> First thing you do in the morning. Oh, it's so bad, but I look at my aura ring and how long I've slept. Oh, that's not bad. That's actually incredible. Yeah. But it's still looking at your but it's still looking at your phone, but it's like looking at the right thing. So I look and the first thing now is like, how many hours have I slept? I'm obsessed with it. It's really good. How how many hour, hours do you typically get? About seven and a half, eight. Ah, incredible. Wow. But that's, that's like a, that's like when I make an effort, but I I can't function without sleep. I mean, some people can do it with like a couple hours. Like I'm I'm a real sleep appreciator. No, you're, you're going to live longer because of it. Um, favorite <laughs> food guilty pleasure? Oh, always a burger. Shake Shack by far. It's like my mm. favorite burger in the world. Mm. I like I that. Know. Yes. I'm a cheap date, Kelly. I'm a cheap date. All right. I like it. Do you get a milkshake too? Yeah. Do you get a milkshake? Yeah. The cookies and cream one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good. So good. So good. Yeah. I went to this place in London called Le Petit Beef. Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. 100%. The best. It's Yummy. It's so good. Oh. I, I, I've yeah. got to tell you, I, right away I said the name, Le Petit Beef. What am I going to eat there? I never eat beef. I got the beef there. It was delicious. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay. Biggest beauty secret. Oh, my goodness. Weirdly and boring, but it's sleep and water, honestly. Sleep and water. It's water and sleep. Yeah. It's the most non-rock and roll thing in the world, but there's nothing better than sleep and water. Yeah. You look so good, yeah. too. She's also Aww. 32 years old. I mean, these are the... Thank these you. Are the, these are the years. Harness yes, these I, years. I say this to Taika every mm-hmm. day. You, I say to him, you are so lucky. <laughs> you know? He is. <laughs> uh, favorite thing to binge watch? Oh, um, the TV docu-murder series, you know, all those things, everything about, like, who killed who, and it's, like, the real people get being interviewed. Like, I'm all for it. Same. And all of a sudden, like, Tyco falls asleep straight away, and he just, like, wakes up because it's, like, she got locked in the bedroom for 17 days. He's, like, what's happening? And I'm, like, sorry, honey, go back to sleep. I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with true crime, hoarders, and my 600-pound life. These are the three shows I'm obsessed oh, wow. yeah. with. Murder docs are my go-to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yes. What's your favorite song to work out to? Oh my gosh, I just did it today in the room. It's uh, it's English rap. It's a it's a kid called Dave. Dave, and yes, I um, know Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Mate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that really gets you going. It's like aggressive and just mm-hmm. like really. Uh, so I need that to work. Do out. you ever listen to French rap? No. French rap is pretty amazing. I'll send you some of my favorites, but French rap is really good yeah. to work out to. Yeah. And do you have a secret talent? Um, yes. Is it still secret? I don't know if people are going to think it's a talent. It's basically being able to do a headstand for a really long time. (laughs) That is a talent. That's a talent. Like not with a wall though, but like not with a wall. Right. Literally like without the wall. Just with your head. And how long? Yeah. What's the longest you've done until she blacked (laughs) out? (laughs) Yeah. It's about a minute and a half. Mm. A minute and a half. That's not bad, right? That's no, not that's bad. I mean, some time. people can do three minutes. No, I but think like, that's... for me, that's an achievement. I think it's a long time. That could be why your eyes are acting up also, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, maybe. It might just be I slept for long last night as well. I overslept. So oh, that's good. Do you sleep with I a know. satin pillowcase? Yes, and a satin eye mask. Very good. Okay, good girl. And headphones and a humidifier. And sometimes <laughs> I do this like oxygen thing. And then Tyke is like, this is not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And then I lie down and it's like Darth Vader. And he's like, who are you? Well, it's called being married. Trust <laughs> Listen, break. You know what? It's good that he gets to see this because 20 years from now, you should see what poor Mark has to look at. <laughs> oh, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing our podcast. We absolutely adore you and love you and worship you. Ladies and gentlemen, Rita Ora. Love you guys. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you for doing it. Bye. Uh, That was delightful. There we go. She's like sunshine. She is sunshine. She's the real deal. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Loved her. Yeah. She's amazing. She it's so sleep and water. Sleep and water. Sleep and water. I mean, seven and a half hours? Never in my life. My kids would call 911 if I had slept <laughs> seven, seven and, and a half, half hours. hours. They would have been like, my mother is passed away in her amount? bed. Yeah, that's, that's a great amount. You can do it on a weekend. Right? We've gotten a resleep once or twice, but then I feel ill for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, I feel ill. You know, once in a while, I've we've gotten up at like six o'clock, walked the dogs, got back into bed, and fallen asleep until like 9.30, and then my life is over. I feel yeah. like I am suffering from a disease. Right. Because it's so unlike me to not just get on with it. The big problem, I think, is if you really want to get it, you have to put yourself to bed really early. Because the morning, you're going to wake up when you wake up. Like if we, you can't do it, go, we can't be I in know. that bed any earlier. At this point, <laughs> it is like a retirement <laughs> It is so embarrassing. <laughs> Any we earlier, can't be in that bed we any cannot earlier. be in that bed any earlier. <laughs> I, I I looked at Mark so, the other night. Sun's beaming. I, I looked at Mark the other night, and I go, "Do you find it strange that on a Friday night at six forty-five we are in the marital bed <laughs> watching TV, Aww. waiting to go to sleep? Like, do you find that alarming at all? I think that's sweet. Okay, <laughs> but daylight savings. Saving. It screwed us all. Screwed us up a little bit. No, I, when I I'm am, your president, the S is coming. It screwed up everybody. It's the worst. <laughs> I'm doing two I, things. I'm angry I'm, about when it. When I'm the president of the United States, because I'm going to have to be. Let's <laughs> face it. I was just it. about to say we need it. So my platform is simple. Okay. Number one, we are going to return to saying daylight savings time with an S <laughs> because that's how people speak. 
And number two, we're going to get rid of said daylight savings time (laughs) because it kills us all. Yes. We're going to fall back and we're going to stay falling back forever and ever. Yeah. Because light at night is more important than light during the morning when nobody cares about light during the morning. I don't care that it's still dark outside in the morning when I wake up. I don't care. I care that it's dark at 3.30 p.m. That's what I care about. You have my vote. You have my vote. Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Hawaii, and most of Arizona do not observe daylight savings time. So that's where we have to move. I know that. Mm -hmm. She was great. She was great. I worked out to. I ran yesterday. I ran to read uh, her music. Yeah. I re, I work out to her music every day. This album's really good. It's a great album. Happy for her. Great, great album. And you know what? Listen, don't get me wrong. I respect a soprano. I love Pat Benatar, um, which is rock and roll's opera. Um, but there's a whole other world of other kinds of music out there and different sounds. And I like when people acknowledge that, like Rita Ora, when they make something of themselves. You know, Whitney Houston was thrown out of the school choir because her voice was too distinct. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, you should know that. You're Whitney's biggest fan, but apparently you're not. That was great. That was great. Everyone, goodbye. (laughs) Don't forget to tell your friends to uh, download, follow, and listen to Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa. Can't wait to talk with y'all next week again. Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Julia Desch. From PRX Productions, our team is Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nadolski, Isabel Kirby McGowan, Max Johnston, Edwin Ochoa. Additional sound design by Terrence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher. From PRX. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. 
Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.